Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. Today's topic, the curse of legalism. One of the great battlegrounds of the early churches was over the era of legalism. In its earliest appearances, this religious teaching focused on the observance of the law as a means of salvation. The term law was used primarily to refer to the Mosaic legislation given at Mount Sinai. It includes religious practices and moral codes and civil order. The law itself is expanded to include traditions. So the concept is that a person, by performing religious rituals, doing good works, or obeying the various aspects of the law, earns or merits his or her salvation, or at least contributes to its continuance. Paul was God's instrument in breaking the back of such a deadly teaching. To the Galatian Christians, he wrote, We are Jews by nature and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified. Galatians two fifteen and 16. To the church in Rome, he wrote, For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. If one is to be saved by the law, he must keep it in all of its details, perfectly for all of life. Otherwise, he falls under the curse of the law. James 2.10 reads, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Since all men have sinned in some respect, in thought, word, or deed, all stand under the curse of the law. As Paul testifies in Romans 3, Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Verses 19 and 20. And thus he writes in Galatians 3.10, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Here Jesus Christ enters the picture as the Savior of sinners who took upon himself the curse of the law. Paul in Galatians 3.13 writes, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So his death paid our penalty, and by faith we lay hold of the grace of God in Christ. The whole action of salvation is the work of God, and therefore the Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift. By grace we are saved through faith in Jesus' person and his work on our behalf. Yet legalism continues to rear its head in the church. It adopts new forms, but at the heart is the same basic evil. Fundamental and evangelical Christians can often adopt a form of legalism. It can be expressed in many ways, such as rigid moralism, or separation from others over secondary matters, or humanitarianism as a faith within itself. Often our churches become legalistic, competitive institutions. How, you ask? 
by teaching us that we're accepted because we're good performers. Let me repeat that. By teaching us that we're accepted because we are good performers. What is often taught, if not in word, at least in actions, is that God initially accepts us by faith, but we must keep all the codes if we're to continue to deserve God's love and forgiveness. You see, legalism is like a common code. It can break out anywhere, in any group, and it's contagious. Often legalism finds expression among us in rigid rules about questions of behavior that are in the realm of liberty of choice. So we have a long list of don'ts, such as no dancing, card playing, dancing, wearing long hair, particular dress, movies, etc., etc. Legalism is known more by its negatives than anything else. The legalist is always against something, but often forgets what he is for. Now, Jesus had a lot to say about legalism and his dangers. Matthew 6, 1, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Perhaps a look at a few of legalism's characteristics will help us avoid this evil. Legalism can be practiced for show. Religious acts and the wearing of certain types of clothing or being against certain things that others do can simply be a way of telling others how religious we are. Now the danger, Jesus said, Jesus said in all of this was the fostering of pride. By observing all the rules, the legalist feels superior to other people. This is illustrated in Jesus' story of the Pharisee and the publican who went to the temple to pray. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you, I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. God, Jesus Christ said he did not go home justified. But the publican who beat on his chest and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, was the one who went home justified. Another mark. The activity and stress on our not doing certain things can cover up a lot of inner problems and sinful attitudes that are never dealt with in honesty before God. Jesus exposed this in his remarks on the commandments such as you shall not commit adultery. I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew 5.28 In the Apostle John based on Jesus' teaching, wrote, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Another earmark of legalism is its tendency to breed hypocrisy. To use Jesus' phrase, we strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Some people become too busy evaluating things, such as dress, hairstyles, and banning actions that are a matter of personal discretion. To worry about legalism and world danger and racism or war or even developing positive spiritual attitudes in Christian relationships or Christian growth. Another characteristic is that legalism lends itself to ego trips and power games among Christians. In this, we become too introspective. We often grow callous to the needs of other people. From such, Christ would have us turn away. Legalism also lowers our view of God and our concept of sin. And that's a major, major 
mark and danger. Legalists can easily fool us because they're so dedicated. But the tragedy is that they miss the whole point of the gospel. We can't meet God's approval by following a rule book. And also, we can't ever arrive to perfection in the Christian life. God is holy and perfect, and He is our goal. To reach such a goal, we must depend on God and His powerful grace all of our lives. God's love is freely given in Christ Jesus, and to experience such a love is the transforming power of the Christian life. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember, we are saved by grace through faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ alone and for His glory and not our self-congratulation.